Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Amazing Race Rewind podcast, the podcast where we rewind back in time to watch the earliest seasons of the Amazing Race for the first time. My name is Andrew. And I'm Jill. And we're here with another extravagant guest. Here is Davina. Davina, how are you? I am, well, we just started our little (laughs) reading week, so I am pumped for this. Yeah. So, Davina, we'd like to ask our guests their history with the show and familiarity with the show The Amazing Race. So what, where are you coming from here? Um, I would put myself on the lower spectrum of familiarity. I have only ever in my life watched two episodes. One episode oh. of the latest seasons with my friends in Montreal because their family's obsessed. And okay. the episode that we're going to talk about today. And the rest <laughs> I know from your guys' recounts. Yes, we should say Davina is one of our most loyal and dedicated fans on this podcast. You might recall my email. Yes, yeah. yes. You're possibly also the first listener or first guest we've had who's actually listened to any other episode of the podcast. I think both Ashley and Martine had never listened Fake to fans. an episode. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. Okay, so what are your what are your first impressions of this earlier season? Because I know you've watched an episode of uh, the modern season. Um, and I know it must be a little bit of a, a drastic difference. I was getting so much of the nostalgia feels. The first thing I was thinking about, I was like, wow, the planning that must have been required to do world travel like this without all the technology, like having to correspond yeah. with every, everyone without like the easy access texting and everything, like they actually had to figure it out before. Yeah, no, the logistics for the show were absolutely crazy, especially the first season when they had no precedent. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. It really is insane to think about. Yeah. And do you have any overarching thoughts or opinions on this episode or these characters, the season? A little bit from the little snippet I got. Marion Peach, a whirlwind. Let me tell you, <laughs> I'm so curious to hear if they're always this discombobulated. Yeah. Um, and Oswald, I think, is the coolest name on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> you would, you would. Yeah, likely thing for you to think. Okay. <laughs> So, let's get right into the episode. Right off the bat, before we even before we even start, before they're even traveling, I just love the title of this episode. The title is "I'm going to throw up on Phil's shoes," and I just thought we're in for something here. <laughs> yeah, who's who said that? <laughs> I think it was Mary or Peach, whoever was. Yeah, it, prob- it was sick. probably Peach. Yeah, Peach was is Peach. always going through the ringer. Yeah, overall, it was a tightly packed episode and race. Everybody was very close together once again. There was it was nothing phenomenal, but nothing horrible. <laughs> Very run of the mill, I think. But I think there's a lot of for us to discuss, despite that. Absolutely. So we are starting from Karen Village in Thailand, and Mary and Peach, the winners of the last leg, are starting at eight fifty-five p.m. and are instructed to go to the Seven Spires of Chiang Mai, and they have to drive themselves in the dark to find this temple. Yes. And then Gary and Dave get going after that. Oh, just a minute later, Blake and Paige, four minutes after Gary and Dave. I will say all the teams here kind of start they're you know they're they're all close together but they kind of they must have been asked the same interview question because they all yeah. respond about what their strategy is and all of them say essentially some form of staying out of other people's business mm-hmm. and for some people like Mary and Peach I think that's very true others who were saying that I don't think they realize how much they are in other people's business <laughs> yeah <laughs> there, there's a lot of drama this season but it was it was crazy there was like one after the other after the other it was like we just want to stay focused on ourselves we don't care about the other teams and then like the next team said the exact same thing the next team said the exact same thing but um 
there's only 28 minutes between the team who was in first and the team who was last who are departing. So this just shows how close it was last episode, which I think is probably the closest teams have been together throughout the franchise so far. Yeah, the whole two and a half or one and a half seasons. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, yes, yeah, the rest of the teams get going and they're driving and Mary and Peach don't know exactly where they're, go- they're going to go. Um, so they're going to let Itchy and Scratchy, which is the nickname they've appointed to Gary and Dave, pass them because they don't know where they're going. Davina, how would you feel if someone called you Itchy and Scratchy? <laughs> that sounds horrific. I don't know which one I'd rather be. Um, where does that come from? I, it's This has come out of left field. They just started? <laughs> <laughs> it, just, I just, it just happened, and I was like, oh. Mm. I think I'd rather be Scratchy. Itchy implies discomfort. <laughs> scratchy is kind of offensive. Yeah, it's like, oh, Scratchy. <laughs> <laughs> scratch scratch your little fellow <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah i think i think i'd have to go into hiding if someone were to call me that I'd, i would reevaluate my life decisions that's so such a horrible thing to call somebody in my yeah. opinion yeah but regardless they get to the temple and then upon arrival at the temple they open the clue and are instructed to go to the top floor of the tallest building of hong kong yes and this is the kind of an interesting point because it's all the teams are going to be at the airport and there's limited flights. So as if they weren't bottlenecked enough, this is essentially mm-hmm. just a chance for the teams to flip-flop all over the place. Top team goes to the bottom and vice versa. Yeah. So they arrive at Chiang Mai Airport and have to go to, to Bangkok first before Hong Kong. But none of the counters at the airport are open. So teams, they have to find a phone and make phone calls. And they're just kind of doing whatever they can to get a phone. Chris and Alex, they seem to just like break into an office where people are working and ask to use their <laughs> phone. It's, it's, it's a little bit chaotic here at the airport. And Davina, I'm glad that you get a fresh slice of Amazing Race Airport drama here because I was feasting. Some good oh, old yes. classic airport drama. Yeah. Also, would not be allowed these days. This is just crazy how airports used to work. Like, calling someone, mm. hey, can I get on the next flight? When's the flight? <laughs> I know. Oh, hey, can I rebook my flight? Like, that's just not how that works. Yeah. How do you think you would cope in a situation like this where it's quite stressful and you don't know what you're going to do and you have to like get on a, the next flight? Um, I don't think I cope well. I would never sign up for The Amazing Race. Okay. I do, do not do well under pressure. I think I would be the Mary to the Peach or the Peach to the Mary. One of them was oh, okay. unoptimistic. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> yeah, they really reached their breaking point this episode, but mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll we'll get further into that later. I have to add, I just have to add... So last, when when Ashley was on, she mentioned how Phil just kind of materializes to explain things. Mm. And when when they were introducing Hong Kong as a location, not only did Phil materialize, but he materialized in not a trench coat, but a very fine looking coat. I just have to add that. <laughs> You're always on like the Phil coat watch still, aren't you? I am. I am. It's just so good. But we should, okay, we should get well. into the inter, not even like between teams, the inter-team drama at the airport with Gary and Dave. Yeah, so as mentioned before, Gary and Dave, they have a little mishap um, where Dave seems to book a later flight than all the other teams do. And Gary is very angry at him and screams at him. (laughs) And then uh, Gary says that Gary will be the one who talks to people and Dave can just open the clues. Which is interesting. And there's more talk of the Chris and Alex and Taryn Will alliance, which I can't believe we're still latching onto this. I so, thought we were over it a long time ago. Yes. I have some thoughts on this. This is what I was yeah. picking up on. Everyone was like, oh, we're super, we're on our own thing. We're not going to get involved with other teams. And all of a sudden at the airport, I realized, so right, there's Chris and Alex. I think these are the Boston dudes, right? Yeah. yeah. Like the two pros. And then there's like the sibling duo that's fighting. 
and it seemed like in my mind it seemed like there was like maybe some dating going on like it seemed like yeah. <laughs> stringing along very one-sided i'm not sure what's going on there the i should uh, clarify the sibling duo are sibling duo are blake and Paige, but chris and alex and tara and will i think okay. tara is the one that's dating I, I still can't tell them apart Andrew. yeah i think it's i think it's alex okay but yeah tara and will they're actually a divorced couple and <laughs> they decided to come on this race together. Um, and Tara has fallen for Alex. And there's just, like, this shot of them, like, canoodling in the airport, which is so weird to see, like, some inter-team relationships. Yeah. Is that a strategy? Like, you know, do you get her to fall <laughs> for your knees? And, not, you know, then... not that I've heard of. <laughs> that, would be, that would be an extreme strategy to go for on The Amazing... Like, I know we brought this up before as in a, in a context of would you do that? Like, if you were on the race and you thought someone was attractive, would you go for it? But would you Would you even do... Like, that's one thing, just doing it for personal gain. But would you do it as a strategy? Like, Andrew, would... If, if we were on the race, if one of us, ha- like, had the opportunity to do it for strategy, do you think we would? Are you talking about, like, emotionally manipulating somebody? Yeah, by, yeah like- essentially. <laughs> that's crazy. But, I mean, if there's a way that we could spin it and work it to our advantage, then sure. <laughs> That's not off limits. You would. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I just don't think I could. Like, that's another level of mean. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. That is that is next level. But you got to do what you got to do to win the amazing race. Mm-hmm. All is fair in the amazing race. So yeah, Tara and Will, they're doing their bickering like they always do. They're very dysfunctional. And Tara says that she gets along with Chris and Alex better than she does with Will. Which is, well, I don't have much to say about that one. So... All the teams are on the same flight from Chiang Mai to Bangkok. And there's a very intense running scene through the airport to, of the teams trying to make their connecting flight. You see, watching it, I'm not anxious. But as someone who's <laughs> run through an airport before with that adrenaline going and have to, like having to had I had to go through customs. It's, it's not fun in the moment, but it's so fun to watch. I just have to say that. Okay, for me, it... It is fun in the moment because I, whenever this happens to me, which has happened like once, I'm like, okay, I'm on the amazing race, (laughs) the amazing race simulator. So I got to go. And to me, that makes it fun. But it's not fun because all I'm thinking about (laughs) is if I don't get to the other end of this airport and through customs, then I either have to sleep here overnight because there's only one flight that goes out or I have to pay a stupid amount of money to get on another flight. It's not the amazing race. It's stressful. (laughs) Well, it's just the way you frame it. You got to frame it (laughs) in the amazing race. Is this part of your training for when we go on? If we go on? <laughs> yes. And I also do this with like everyday menial tasks. It's like, okay, I'm on the amazing race. <laughs> I need to complete this first. I did this in my, my biochem lab this week. It was like, you need to be the first person to the plate reader so you don't have to like wait <laughs> for everybody else to go. So I said, my group, we got to be quick. And we were the first ones. It worked. So it tried out. So it's a mindset. Amazing race simulator. <laughs> yeah. We have to start it's incorporating this mindset. It's the amazing race mindset. A plus right. for productivity. That sounds like a book you will write after we get off the race. <laughs> of how the Amazing Race mindset changed my life. Sir <laughs> so Andrew's always talking about efficiency. Like, he'll talk about anything. He's like, oh, well, it's the most efficient way to live life. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, this could be something. I think we have something on our hands here. You're going to become a lifestyle influencer, but based on the Amazing Race? <laughs> anyway, yes. sorry. Where were we? So everybody gets on the flight to Hong Kong at the same time. Which, again, makes for another tight leg, since we're all on the same flight. And they have to go to the Central Plaza, which is the tallest building in Hong Kong. 
And I have to say here, I thought that we were going to get the introduction of the infamous repelling challenge or bungee jump challenge off a building. Mm. I thought that's what they were setting us up for here. So I was a little disappointed, but you know, I just, I just feel like there's been so many tasks, like what we're about to mention with the building, which is go up a tall place and look for something. And I just wanted a little more. Yeah, it's it's such a classic look, go on a tall building and look for something. But has, has there been one other than when they did that in the Eiffel Tower? Wasn't that this season? No, that was last season. What am I thinking? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Anyway. So Gary and Dave, they're the first ones out of the airport on a train. And like they, they continue to amaze me with their competence. Like I don't know how they're doing so well. I didn't think they were cut out for this at all. I thought they were the first ones gone and here they are in, in the lead. Yeah, I... <laughs> Like, it's, it's it's becoming more and more real that they may win, and I don't think I'll be able to handle that. Because <laughs> you made some very, very poignant statements earlier on in this season that there's absolutely no way they could ever win. You've, you've yeah, stated that several gonna, times. I, I don't think, if they win, that's it'll rock the foundations of my being. I'm resigning. <laughs> Jill, you're on your own. <laughs> like, I can't do this anymore. So what has changed in their, like, group dynamics? Like, what makes them so good now? And, like, what made you say that in the beginning? Well, first of all, their relationship, like on the Amazing Race, there are all these deep-rooted relationships, like, oh, we're life partners, we're childhood best friends, we're siblings. Their relationship, I don't know if you noticed this, was former roommates. <laughs> and they, they've they clarified a couple times that they're not enemies, but they're not friends. They're just former roommates. <laughs> that, what is that? Is that a cat? It's a baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's my cousin's Sorry. baby. <laughs> So yeah, that, that that was strike one, former roommates. Strike two is that they make all of these absurd comments that are trying to be funny that are just ridiculous and they, they get on my nerves. Mm. Um, at which A couple of which they have said this episode. So I said, there's no way that somebody who makes these comments has the capacity to, to win the Amazing Race. But here they are coming out in the lead. <laughs> well, maybe this is what exactly does it. The fact that they don't have like this tight relationship, like they're just former roommates is what makes them actually like, focus on the game and not their interpersonal drama you know that's a good point yeah, yeah it's like low, a lot lower stakes for them you know? yeah interesting yeah. okay wow but on the topic of placements as well while they're surprising us and coming out in the lead of the pack mary and peach very early on i thought oh this does not look good no <laughs> yeah so they they go to the wrong building well, didn't they also not know how to get train tickets? That's why they got... Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. They didn't... No, this, that was to get out of the airport. And they were confused on how to get train tickets. And they nearly spent $200 or something. And they lose their maps. And they lose their maps. <laughs> they're, they're all over the place. They're just a mess. They had a really, really rough leg this episode. Yeah. So, basically, all the other teams get to the uh, central... Plaza. Plaza, sorry, I wanted to say square. That's another yeah. thing. They get to the central plaza. Gary and Dave get there first. They decide to take the fast forward. We'll cut to the, get to that in a minute. But all the other teams get there without any relative difficulty, except mm-hmm. for, as we mentioned, Mary and Peach. Yeah, so the the task is, as we've like kind of mentioned before, is once they get to the top floor, they have to search for what they're told to be a green and white star using binoculars, which is kind of misleading because the green and white star is actually a fairy. And I don't think I would have be, would have been good at this because I think I just would have taken it way too literally and just been hyper focused on it, looking for an actual green and white star. So I don't think I'd be good at this at all. What do you guys think? I think now that I've seen the episode, because I would take it very literally too. I'm a very literal to the word person, 
But now that I've seen this episode, and if I were to go on after this, I would probably be a little bit more open to the interpretation of what that could mean. Hmm. Had I got on not seeing this, oh yeah, I would have been completely on the same wavelength as you, just looking for a literal star. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, teams make their way there. And I just want to mention this one clip of Marion Peach <laughs> after they've they've like gone through all this stress of not being able to get train tickets and then losing their maps. They finally make it on the train and they're just sitting there looking all stressed and confused while there's the automated voice in the background saying, <laughs> sit back, relax, and enjoy the journey. <laughs> it's like a three-second clip, but it works wonders. Comedic timing on yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. So, as you said... Gary and Dave, they they like they do the task for a little bit and then they give up and just decide to go for the fast forward since they're ahead. And these fast forwards, they're still not really what's the word? They're not really a challenge. They're just kind of be the first yeah. one there and be rewarded. Yeah. Yeah. And not many people have taken the fast forward this season. Like I think there's a lot I think the only people who who have done it of the remaining teams are Oswald and Danny, right? Yeah, that's true, yeah. And there's only six teams left. So, and I wonder when, when the last fast forward you can use. Because you, you wouldn't be able to use one in the finale. It would probably be when there's four people left, I would assume. I'd assume so. Because once you're down to the three, you wouldn't be able to use one. Yeah. So f- the fast forward is they have to go to Wong Tai Sing Temple. And they have to find Amelia Chow, who is a wonderful human being. And she will give them a face reading and a palm reading. She gives a face reading to one and a palm reading to the other, and then they get the clue. But the the challenge is supposed to be finding her in this mm-hmm. basement type mm-hmm. market. Yeah, and she's she's my favorite. She's she's like my favorite Amazing Race NPC, so to speak. You know, <laughs> not like a, a side, side character. character. Oh, but oh, a side character. Well, maybe. Well, no. Well, I don't know. Mean, like the, Fern is a side character. Fern is a side character. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so. Would you guys rather get the face reading or the palm reading? Because I was looking at it as, like, one seems a lot more in-depth than the other. (laughs) I feel like a face reading, I mean, obviously I don't really know, but it seems more like she's measuring them as a person, whereas the palm reading is measuring kind of, the like, your life, in a sense. Yeah, like, she's like, the perks you can get because you have a nice face. Like, that's what it was more giving. Yeah, because um. I re- Andrew, do you remember there was this phase you and I went through on the bus <laughs> where we would do palm readings to each other? Like, yeah, it was a I solid week of us downloading palm reading apps. Apps. I don't know where that came from, but that was kind of deranged. No, yeah. like uh, for to this day, I still know like which one is the lifeline and all the marriage line and all that. <laughs> well. It's so weird. Anyway, but yeah, when I thought thought it was a face reading, I thought he, she was going to be like feeling his face but i think she just looked at his face and was like you have a lot of two-faced friends yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah like all right and then her reading for uh gary was that he's clever he's smart but too smart for his own good gary has another quote here where they're talking about the fast forward and he's comparing a fast forward to losing your virginity because he says you can only experience it once and it goes away forever and he says something about how they're quote giddy to do it so this is Gary in a nutshell. Yeah. Again, as like Gary, you said before, again. crickets for Gary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I it's do always crickets distinctly for Gary. remember the virginity con. I was like, oh. That was awesome. <laughs> I feel like Next. a Gary shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we should we should cut back to the other teams who are kind of just going about the race as normal. No, I wouldn't say no drama. But besides Gary and Dave, who are now off to the pit stop, and Mary and Peach, who are who knows where... The other four, three, four? Uh, four. 
are kind of all lumped in a pack. Yeah, they're all kind of working together. And they, they do the ferry together. So basically, after Gary and Dave leave, go do the fast forward. The other four teams sp- takes them a little bit. Probably Some of them say too long. But they spot the, the star ferry in the harbor. Mm. They go. No issues there. And we meet our yeah. detour. We meet our detour, which is entitled wishing tree or herbal tea mm-hmm. which i know jill you were foaming at the mouth when you heard herbal tea uh, i i really was however i was yeah. my my excitement went downhill very quickly because within the first 10 seconds of them explaining the detour yeah. i heard yeah. this one is far away and i said we can't keep doing this <laughs> we can't keep doing this i thought you were gonna say that they described the the tea as disgusting uh, quote, tasting <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I was, I, I didn't even care about the tea anymore. I was like, oh. <laughs> we have to stop having these formatted, like the detours formatted this way. And I won't say any more about it because we, we talk about it every episode and I need yeah. to move on. But that's my, that's my spiel. That's my 10 cents. Yeah, I think we just have to accept it at this point. But what the detour is, is for the wishing tree is you have to take a, a taxi 18 miles away to a tree. You have to write a wish on a scroll and throw it in, into the tree. Whereas for herbal tea, you just have to walk and find a tea stand in a large market and drink, as we said, a, quote, foul-tasting tea. So, Davina, between these two options, which do you think would be the best decision? Okay, right. So, I don't really know how they're usually formatted, right? Of course, it would be so right. tempting to go for the tea because it's close. Um, and, you know, you'll just get through the foul taste. But later, which I don't know if it's accurate, I feel like Mary and Peach or someone said that, like, maybe the 18 miles away one will be closer to the last destination. So perhaps there's a hidden perk. So I don't know. If this is something you'd know from watching the show that it's never that way, then i go for the herbal tea. But I'd probably consider if there's some type of hidden benefit. Yeah, generally, it, it's better to go for the one that's closer and more difficult because it really doesn't turn out to be that difficult and everybody just completes it <laughs> immediately. <laughs> But I actually thought the opposite. I thought that the tasks, I was thinking that the tasks after would be closer to the market because I thought the wishing tree was more outside of the city. Mm. And I thought it would be more, the rest of the leg would be more like within the city, you know? I don't know. I just, what does the tea taste like? That's my big thing. (laughs) It seems like the the difficult thing there is it's supposed to be finding the market or the market stand where this tea is, which doesn't seem to be difficult for most teams. And once they get there too... Most of the teams, you know, might, there might be a little wince, but they just take it down. But yeah, a, no a, issue. A, a way later on, Mary and Peach, when they're having it, Peach describes it as castor oil, which I've never had, but like, her reaction <laughs> is just much more visceral than anyone we've well, seen before. She was at her breaking point. I, don't, I think she, they could have given her sparkling water yeah. and that would have been <laughs> yeah. it for her, <laughs> you know? That is a fair, that's fair. But speaking of Mary and Peach, yeah, they went to, they yeah, they haven't gotten to the detour yet. They went to the city center or something as opposed to the central plaza. They went to center building. That's what it was yeah. called. Yeah, yeah, center building. And then they they eventually go to the central plaza and then they decide, okay, since we're so far behind, we're going to go for the fast forward because we have nothing to lose, which I thought wasn't a bad strategy. I don't think this was a bad decision, especially because nobody has taken it for the past few legs. So they, they're probably thinking... Mm. We should, we should, we probably have a good chance. But also, the thing is that nobody has taken it the past few legs, so everybody still has their fast forward. So I think it was, it was like a good decision to make. I will say though, isn't this the second time that Mary and Peach have gone for a fast forward and <laughs> yeah. not made it? Because last time it was Oswald and Danny who went for the fast forward, and Mary and Peach were too late. 
And they kind of for a second made you think that Mary and Peach were going to have a comeback here because they're showing both Mary and Peach and Gary and Dave looking for the stall that Amelia Chow is in. But ultimately, I feel like it was probably much further, like they were much further apart. Well, when Mary and Peach got to Amelia Chow, Amelia told them that they were only 10 minutes behind uh, Gary and Dave. So they they were really not that far behind. I guess, yeah. Yeah, but this this was not great for Marion Peach. Another strike for them, and then they end up going to. Oh no, they don't. Even, they don't even go back to the the central plaza. They just ask around for what a green star could be. They just kind of frantically scramble across the street trying to <laughs> yeah. figure it out. Which I honest, I mean, I thought they would have been penalized for this at the end of the race. Yeah. I was expecting a penalty because I feel like you have to like that's cheating in a sense isn't yeah because they didn't they didn't do the task yeah i think in a more modern season they would have penalized them for that but i don't know i guess they, they they just didn't this time but yeah they're talking they're talking to the locals and then a man tells mary that there's a fairy that's green and has a star and if i were them i would not be convinced by this i would no. like this seemed like such a long shot it's like okay we're just gonna go blindly on a random fairy and hope that it's it's there that's but the, it worked for them. Yeah, that's a one in a million chance, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> as much as they had bad luck, this was uh, a good stroke of good luck for them. And we should add that, uh, obviously, as we mentioned multiple times before, Gary and Dave win the fast forward and they have to go to Hong Kong Harbor and take a little, I forget what the type of little taxi boat is, to the pit stop, which is on a larger boat in the middle of the harbor. Which, yeah, which can I say, they're really loving their water pit stops. I was going to say that too. <laughs> they just love their water, their um, boat pit stops this, this yeah, season. Yeah, because they had, they had the one on the first leg in Brazil, and then they had the one in Thailand that was like where they had to take the boat on the river. And then now this one. I know. So yeah, they get to the pit stop, they win the leg, hooray for Gary and Dave. Moving on. While Mary and Peach are struggling at the back, we'll cut back to them a bit. Let's talk about the the middle of the pack, because they actually have to do the rest of the tasks. Yeah, so they go through the detour. Everybody does the herbal tea one except for Oswald and Danny. They do the wishing tree, just because they think everybody's going to do the herbal tea. So we should do the wishing tree, because nobody else is going to do it. Which I thought was gonna was, was a mistake for them. I thought this might have been their demise. You know, I, I wasn't as worried, because they were the show was framing Mary and Peach quite negatively, so I kind of had a hunch. But it definitely wasn't the best choice, I would say. No. Sorry, can we go back? I just saw this in my notes. <laughs> of Gary and Dave at the pit stop. All right? So they finished they finish the pit stop, and I don't have the exact quote written down, but Gary says something along the lines of, teams have thought of them as the Three Stooges, or something along those lines, but they have Mo, like as in the Three Stooges. They got the Mo, which is Momentum. Oh, <laughs> so that, that that was a good one, yeah. But you know what? Honestly, I was like, I I want to make fun of this, but I feel like it's kind of something that I would say. <laughs> you know, that's like the worst part. That one, yeah, I can see it. <laughs> yeah, you are the one that said Yoaro, you only amazing race once. <gasps> I did say that. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, it's horrific. <laughs> Yoaro. To have so many vowels in that. I did not like that. Your <laughs> vowels. Yeah. So yeah, back to the detour. Tara and Will, they get to the herbalist first. And Tara has a quote where she says it had like 18 ingredients and she didn't recognize any of them. Um, everyone's just kind of guzzling it down. And then after that, they are instructed to go to the world's busiest container port. 
and they have to find the root marker, which is in the middle of all these shipping containers. And mm-hmm. then this is where we have our roadblock. This was quite an interest. Like I was quite impressed with this task. It was different. It was new. It was neat. I liked it as a roadblock, but I guess we should explain it first. But after that, I want to know if if you were in a team, would you be the one to do it, or would you be comfortable to sit back? Yeah. So, with the way the roadblock works, is they just give you one prompt, um, which sometimes it's misleading. Sometimes it like tells you what the task is going to be, and then whoever on your team thinks that they would be better at it, they're the one who's going to do it. So it's only one person can do the roadblock. So the prompt for this one is. You have to have steady hands even high above the ground. Mm-hmm. So, Davina, you think you're cut out for this? Um, so, when I was watching this, right, like the task... Oh, you mean just based off the prompt? Just based off that's, of the prompt. You have, to, you have to say who's going to do the roadblock before you open the clue. So, you can only read that prompt. And once you've said, okay, you do it and open the clue and read what the actual task is, you can't go back and say, never mind, I don't want to do it. I think I would because I really I like heights. So I think that would be a fun challenge. I would want to do something in the heights and steady hands. I mean, it's not like I feel like that's not my forte, but I'd manage, I think. Interesting. You're the first person I've ever met who's blatantly said I like heights. Like I've only ever, <laughs> I've only ever heard I'm okay with heights or heights don't freak me out, but I've never heard a direct positive. No, I think they're so fun. I love it. Oh, wow. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what the, what the task is, is whoever decides to, to do the roadblock has to t- climb to the top of the crane, and they have to use the crane to pick up a shipping container off of a truck, and then the truck drives away, and then they have to place the shipping container back onto the ground. And I'm thinking, how is this even a task? This could go so wrong in so many ways. Don't you need a licensed and extensive training to operate one of these? <laughs> crazy liability is what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even like, consider what? the license thing because when I was watching the show, I'm like, oh, there's the, you know, professional operator standing behind the contestant watching. That should be good enough. But now that you mentioned licenses, yeah, that's a big issue. Yeah. But what's he going to do if like somebody, oops, I pushed the wrong button and now I'm dropping this shipping container on a truck and the truck is getting crushed and I'm killing somebody. I think there's that's a reason we haven't <laughs> seen something like this since. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somebody has a quote. I don't know who it was, but I have it written down. They said that you think you're going to kill somebody by dropping it on them. Into that, I said, "Well, yes." Um, and w- yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe it was. And here we are with uh, the, one of my amazing race pet peeves, which is there is when a teammate is yelling at their partner while their partner is doing a roadblock, when the teammate who's doing the roadblock clearly cannot hear what they're saying. Like, can we give it a rest, please? <laughs> Like, they're, this they're Tara in the is air. inside. Yeah, she's like super high in the air. She's inside a large industrial piece of machinery in an enclosed area. She's not going to hear you, Will, so stop <laughs> screaming. It makes me so mad. It irritates me so much. It's like my number one pet peeve. Jill, what are you doing? <laughs> I was trying to plug in my laptop. I was going to say, I would exclusively, like, if that was us, then I would make sure to yell at you as much as possible so that when you would watch the show back, you would just see, you would see that and it would frustrate you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, it's not productive. Like, it's not doing anything except wasting your breath and annoying me. Andrew, between you and me, who do you think would do this crane task? See, I thought this wasn't even a question. It has heights involved, so I thought yeah. you were out. No, I'd be fine. I thought first season you were always talking about your fear of heights. She was. And she still does. As I recall. <laughs> As our devoted But I like to yes. think that I would be better in that situation. Like, I know I don't like them, but I like to think that I'd be able to do it. Hmm. Okay. You know, take a couple deep breaths, meditate, be fine. 
this like sudden change of tune is kind of throwing me off. I wasn't expecting this at all. I thought it was just me going to be me. But if you're feeling confident, I'll send you up there. I honestly, I don't think the height thing is much as is as much of an issue as the operating the crane. That's more my concern. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It must be something really like easily easy to navigate though. Like they would not do that if it took so many steps. Like yeah. it must literally just be like look, bloop, bloop, bloop. The it. way I thought of it was like a claw machine. Like you literally just have a joystick yeah. and a button, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, because the, the thing is, most teams seem to do it fairly easily. The only one that really has any difficulty is Blake because he kind mm-hmm. of has this, like, he's just going for it, just dropping it and just kind of the, swinging the crane hook all over the place. But yeah. he get, once he slows down, he gets it pretty easily. Yeah, everybody kind of moves through this without any issue. And I thought this was a cool task to have. Um, definitely unique, uh, not something that we've really seen before. And I think it does a good job of showing, um, cause I know last season when we were in, it was Beijing, we complained about the tasks, whereas here it kind of, it showed like the, the industrial side of Hong Kong, but also like the metropolis with the big, the big city and the size skyscraper and everything. So I thought this was a good job of like showcasing Hong Kong. Yeah. Cause the yeah. issue in Beijing primarily for us was the public transit task. Yeah. That was ridiculous. And something else to note here is that Tara actually finished this, finishes it first, um, ahead of whoever's doing it from Chris and Alex. And then Danny finishes shortly after that, I believe. They're all kind of in a pack. Like, these ones in the middle, yeah. they're all pretty stuck together. And at this point, I'm sweating for Mary and Peach because they, they're my favorite team right now. I was rooting for them. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that they would be able to pull through. But Davina, do you have any standout teams or any teams that you were particularly rooting for this episode? Um, I actually really like Gary and Dave. You know, I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you wow. had you had your little pickle with them. But yeah. I like that they're just two random guys. They yeah. like that's what I was thinking when I was watching. I was like I was really thinking about the casting process and I was like, what mm. made them choose Gary and Dave? Like was it just because they needed some people that would just be in the pack and we're hoping Gary and Dave would those pe- be those people that just kind of are fillers or like That's what, they what feel makes like them me, yeah. so interesting? Yeah, because they were just kind of just doing it, you know, just doing the tasks and that's it. They're just two regular guys. Yeah, yeah. that's why I like them. Well, that's crazy <laughs> because if you were to go back to every episode this season, you would have me going off about how annoying they are and how <laughs> well, how I can't stand their commentary, etc. A fresh perspective, Andrew's made perhaps. multiple, multiple remarks about Gary and Dave not in the positive. <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to so be I'm, for Gary and Dave. You know what? That's, yeah, this is, uh, this is why Dave we bring Defender guests right on, here. because we need a fresh perspective. <laughs> the fresh that. perspective we got. Well, yeah, because maybe there's a Gary and Dave lover listening to this podcast, and they're sick and tired of me shooting them down, and here we are. So now Davina is is representing... Maybe Gary and (laughs) Dave are listening to this podcast. (laughs) They're looking back at the golden days. Didn't know they were hated on so much. Yeah, well, here's Davina speaking speaking up for them. Yeah, I like them. And you know what? The whole show long, I thought Gary and Dave were actually Oswald and Donnie, Danny, because I thought they looked like an Oswald, one of them. But mm. then I went through it again to take my notes, and I realized, no, they're not the winners. No. So yes, after the roadblock, the teams go head to the pit stop. Everybody except for Mary and Peach, because Mary and Peach are flailing about. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about. I think we need to just end this on Mary and Peach because they go through a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just go through the other teams first, yeah. and then 
go through Marion Peach. Okay, so they head to the pit stop. Chris and Alex are the second teams to arrive, and Tara and Will are in third. And then, oh, I have the quote that I'm going to throw up on Phil's shoes. That was actually said by Oswald and Danny, mm. who are who are in fourth. So Chris and Alex and Tara Will, they kind of bounced back because they were they were in last place. They were at the back last episode, but now they're coming in second and third. So we Cut will head two. over to the Cut main two. topic. <laughs> Meltdown 101. (laughs) (laughs) Mary and Peach, they make it to the detour. And they're going to do the herbal tea detour. And they get there and Peach cannot stomach this. She is at her breaking point. She cannot drink this tea for the life of her. She's tired. She's hungry. She feels dirty. She wants to shower. She wants to sleep. This, it's like you said, this is kind of just, I think, a day or two's worth of just being overworked and stressed coming out here because she yeah. she try she does try to drink it and ends up heeled over outside the shop throwing it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. So horrible. So dramatic. But I mean she She's has really so gone dramatic. through <laughs> They did say it was foul I mean, tasting. They did say it was foul. The fatigue, but all of it. Peach has really gone through a lot. I mean this was the person who didn't want to use the public restroom on the bus. She she like face planted last episode, oh. and she got lost in a bat cave. That was horrible. She, I think, honestly, it's been a good journey for her. Like she's the only person I could say I could really look at out of this leg and say, "Those are life changing experiences." I would be a different person after that. <laughs> yeah. Gross. yeah. So yeah, she pretty much wants to give up, but she finishes it nonetheless. And they decide that they're going to make their own pit stop. They say, and they're just gonna go to a restaurant and eat. That was, <laughs> and was so chuck- bold. I was chuckling. <laughs> I love that. They just gave up. They said, you, "You know what? We're going to our own pit stop. Make it worth it." I think you know what. Honestly, in that case, if you're dirty and you're tired and you're hungry and you know you have to eventually go to the pit stop, you might as well fix one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. I don't really appreciate teams going up like this because you That's don't true. know what could have happened with another team. Like, we keep bringing up Nancy and Emily and uh, the Guido situation last season. If Nancy and Emily, and if Nancy and Emily didn't give up, then they they would have knocked out the Guidos right then and there. But so I think there's something to be said for not giving up on the Amazing Race. But I mean, it didn't make a difference for them, and I I give them grace because I like them. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they 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 were very fun about it, and they were amusing. But yeah, they're at the restaurant. They're eating their fish and chips. And they do go ahead and finish the tasks. So they go and eventually do the crane task. And they okay. do. Did they even do the roadblock? Yeah, there was a short clip of them doing it. Okay, because from what I recall, I thought they just went up to the roadblock and then just said, "Go to the pit stop." Maybe <laughs> they did. I couldn't quite tell. I just know they went to that location. Yeah, yeah, but anyway. They head to the pit stop. They know they're eliminated. They get some good air time to talk about how amazing their experience was, etc. And we get to the pit stop. They're on the mat. And Phil lets them know that they are eliminated. Hmm. Yep. And we're down to the final five. And Peach, Peach is saying that it was fun. It was great. And I was like, we just saw you 10 minutes ago having a meltdown over, <laughs> over this, this tea. I was like, this is you after, after a meal. <laughs> but you know what? I really liked Mary and Peach. I thought they were a fun duo. I was rooting for them to go farther than this, but it must come to an end. It must. And we've got a good, still a good and interesting batch of teams left, so I'm excited to see how this season finishes off. And where are we yeah. headed next week? I forget what the preview said. 
I don't I don't know if it, it did say, but I want to ask you, Davina, mm-hmm. who do you think is going to win? Controversial opinion that I think. <laughs> no, you're not going to say it. <laughs> I think my fellas, Gary and Dave. And you know what? You guys need to keep in mind, I only have this snippet, right? And in my mind, I was like, Mary and Peach, how did you get so far? And Gary and Dave, you are locked in. And yeah. I think they're going to make it far. Personally, I wish we would see some more about this whole romance intermingling mm, that yeah. it's it's keeping me interested i think that could be quite something if like he just drops her at some point maybe That'd she's like let's leave i'm embarrassed you know i think that could be interesting yeah absolutely i mean mary and peach they actually won the last episode and now mm. they're eliminated so things things can change yeah drop a dime but yeah i feel like once again it was a very run-of-the-mill episode I feel like we didn't really see a lot of those middle teams who were kind of bunched together. It was kind of just mm-hmm. the Marion Peach show, which is fine because I enjoy Marion Peach. Um, but yeah, Jill, do you have any overall thoughts here? No, it's like you said, it was a very standard sort of episode. There was good entertainment value in it, I will say. I feel like the teams are now being eliminated almost in an order of who has. Like, the teams who are staying are the ones with the most entertainment personality and entertainment value, which is kind of interesting. Mm. I would disagree. I said Mar- I thought I thought Mary and Peach would have had a lot more entertainment value than Blake and Paige. That's true, but not compared yeah. to a Gary and Dave or a Tara and Will. Yeah. But anyway, next episode, um, in our little snippet for next week, we see that Oswald and Danny, they seem to just go shopping in the middle of the race. <laughs> Which I'm sure will, will be fun to discuss. Where? Oh, why can I not remember where they were in the preview? I don't know if they said, because I also don't know. Maybe they stayed in Hong Kong. No, they did say, and I remember thinking that's oh, okay. pretty cool. Ugh. Sorry, I'm being whiny. Okay. <laughs> and they also talk about how there's a tricky roadblock that seems to stump the teams. Which... I appreciate it because I don't think we've had like a, a tricky task yet that's really stumped teams before. No, so in the, in the franchise, which is good. We're starting to bring in some of the more intellectual challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. So I guess Davina, any final thoughts? Any you know any questions you may have? Any s- summaries you want to make? So I guess my final thought comes into play because right, I watched the only other episode I've ever watched was one from like mm. last year's season might have been the canadian one honestly not sure Mm. um and i remember watching one of those challenges and people taking forever it was something with like lily pads and them having to make like some type of bouquet and it like people were on it for hours i was like this is challenging i would hate to do that i would give up the instant i started Mm -hmm. and like this i was watching i was like seems like a fun experience like bucket list gotta be in a crane and like basically like it didn't seem hard so it's interesting to see, and I guess you guys talked about that a lot in season one, that like, it seems more about like, we're traveling to different countries and how exciting yeah. that like, we can do it. Like, this is like TV that's happening right now, like early 2000s. I guess mm-hmm. that would be exciting enough for people to be like, oh my God, they had to catch a flight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like now it's like people want more, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And the, the, the the biggest difference between the earlier seasons is that they are responsible for booking their all their own flights. They're responsible for all the pr- yeah. transportation. Anything can happen. But in the newer seasons, pretty much everything's laid out for them, and it's very much much more task oriented. Yeah, where that just isn't the case mm-hmm. back in two thousand two. Yep. Yeah. So yes, overall, Davina, was this a show that you enjoyed? Something that you would watch, or 
Are you glad to be one and done here? <laughs> um, I'll be real. I don't know if I would watch these, um, yeah. like these earlier seasons. I ha- I was actually interested by that newer season. <laughs> Keep bringing it back. Um, you guys will get to that season at some point. But um, <laughs> that was something I felt like I was actually like cheering for them. This was I was a little bit just like, oh wow, it's just a lot of like the transitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot slower mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. Well, we are super glad to have talked to you about this episode. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, and for Bye. our listeners, as always, you can find us on Instagram at Amazing Race Rewind. You can yes. send us an email at AmazingRaceRewind at gmail.com, which is something that Davina has done. And now mm-hmm. look, she's on an episode. So this is how far you, you could make it. Put in the lottery. <laughs> Um, and I would like to use this opportunity to say hi to Andrew's mom. <laughs> no, she's listening. <laughs> no, she is listening. I haven't gotten to see her in so long, and she's a lovely yeah. woman. So, okay. I'm sure she'll appreciate that, and I'll get a nice text message from her. All excited, but yeah, check us out on Instagram. Send us an email. Give us a good rating on Follow Spotify us on YouTube. podcast. YouTube. Yep. Oh, we're on YouTube, we're on YouTube now. <laughs> All of with the our platforms. one subscriber <laughs> yeah let's let's kick it up to two people make it two in a minute let's i'll be there it will be oh perfect yeah all right and share us with a friend <laughs> and that is all for us <laughs> and we'll see you next week with episode eight bye bye